Call America is a history podcast about what makes America great. I'm Carl Joseph Black, a Brooklyn native born into the cult. And I'm Lisa Charlotte, an Australian migrant who totally bought into it from afar. Each episode, we unpack the American way of life from an outsider's perspective, from the Pledge of Allegiance to American exceptionalism and more. We'll dive into the history and share our personal experiences, along with discussion of some actual cults along the way. Listen to Cult America on a Three Springs Media Network, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everybody, welcome to that Brooklyn Film Show. I'm Jabari. And I'm Sabone Jolay. And today we're just going to do a pretty simple episode. We're not going to be talking about any movies in particular, but instead we wanted to talk about the shows that we have been watching during quarantine. Because we have more, you know, time at home and everyone's been cooped up inside, I think it's a good idea to kind of just revisit what we've been watching the past couple of months. So I'll start with you, Bonji. What shows have you been watching and what have been some standout ones? Um, So I've been watching a few shows during quarantine. You know, there's my tried and true Bob's Burgers and Golden Girls. Those are shows that I always go to. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which I now have mixed feelings about um, with everything going on. But that is a show that I tend to go back to. Um, as for some standouts, um, there is a show that just came out on HBO recently called I May Destroy You by Michaela Cole. That's definitely a standout. Star Wars Clone Wars has been a standout. This show on Hulu called Normal People. Um, atypical and then there's a couple of shows that I've been watching for like comfort like RuPaul's Drag Race and New Girl okay uh, of those shows which is your favorite Ooh, that's a difficult one I think I will probably well let's make it better what's your top three of those shows okay so I'll go with um, I May Destroy You Normal People and Star Wars Clone Wars okay um, for myself I'm just gonna do three shows I don't watch a lot of TV I mostly play video games and there's been a lot coming out lately so I've been using my time for mostly that. But the shows that have been standouts for me are... I've watched all of BoJack Horseman recently. Well, a month ago and change. And that's been a standout show. I'll go into depth of that later on. I've watched Midnight Gospel, which is another show that I absolutely loved. And um, what's another great show that I watch? I'm trying to think of my favorite ones. I can't remember if I watched Rami before or after quarantine started. I feel like it was during quarantine, but I can't fully remember. I know I told you about it. I feel like yeah. I told you about it during quarantine. I think it was during quarantine. Yeah. But to be safe, I'll use another show as an example. I've watched The Politician, which is... That show started off slow, but it became better in season two. Mm. So that's a show that I've really enjoyed. So now I think we should go into depth of why we enjoy specific shows. And I'll start with mine. I'll go into Midnight Gospel since that's a show that we both watched. I think what makes Midnight Gospel a great show, in my opinion, is that it is a show that... It's a, what do you call it? It's like, um, you know when you used to be in writing class and a teacher would be like, Oh, right, what's ever on your mind for creative two writing. minutes? Not creative writing, it's like free flow writing or something yeah. like that. And I feel like Midnight Gospel is a free-flow writing show, like a show that's it was not written, really. It's almost like a podcast. Yeah, it's like a podcast. But the it. visuals feel very free-flow themselves. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, just draw whatever comes to your mind, artist. And they just draw. 
and animate and it kind of doesn't always match what they're talking about but i kind of love that it's just like a show you could put on and just experience it's like a new experience like it's not really fitting like this is the beginning middle and end it's just kind of going and a lot of the um philosophies and stuff that you hear while i don't agree with a lot of them or subscribe to a lot of the the like new age thinking that you hear in the show i always like to hear new perspectives in general on people's life philosophies um yeah i've only, i haven't seen the whole season but i've seen four or five episodes and i just think the way the visuals don't match necessarily what they're saying but at the same time the visuals always seem very interesting is a interesting contrast you know what i mean so it's like you're just hearing this conversation between this boy who's kind of in denial about his own life because he keeps going to these new worlds as opposed to really fixing what's going on with himself. Yeah. Um, and him having these conversations with these travelers, or not these travelers, but residents of planets that he travels to. Um, and their conversations are always interesting. He always just goes on an adventure or a journey with them throughout the episode as well that's visually interesting to go along with like the conversations. The conversations range from things like meditation to drugs to what else do they talk about on the show they talk about like they have like life and death reincarnation yeah. every anything you could think of like i said it's very new new age and i think shows like that are important because it's always good to hear other people's perspective and learnings on life because like you said it's a i think it is actually a podcast right he takes excerpts from his podcast and kind of just embellishes it not embellishes it but expands, expands on it so it fits into the 30 minute more so like 20 minutes since you have the part where before he goes into the um world and then a part where he leaves the world in that middle segment which is like 18 to 20 minutes of the podcast free flow thought mm-hmm. and i think that's a pretty unique way of constructing a show because he's the guy that created adventure time right yeah yeah so you could tell that he's a very creative person and that a lot of the weird just creative creatures and worlds that you see in adventure time are also in this show, and it's just a very unique experience. I like, I, I really like the show a lot. I don't know if they're gonna do a season two or not, but it seems like I mean they should. I'm sure he has a ton of content from his podcast. I never actually listened. You actually listened to his podcast before? I haven't. I didn't even okay. know going into the show what to expect. I was, I went there and I was like, oh, I like Adventure Time. You know, it looks interesting. And I watched the first episode, and I was just like, what am I watching? Yeah, I tried um, it. I tried it recently, and I just could yeah. not do it. I. I tried Adventure Time multiple times. No, no, not times. Adventure Time. Um, oh, Midnight Gospel. Midnight Gospel. Oh, it's the other way around for me then. I like Midnight Gospel, but I can't get into Adventure Time. Yeah, I think Adventure Time. I think I got into Adventure Time on like a random episode. Yeah. Um. So it wasn't... Like, so you I never was, watched it straight through? I haven't watched it straight through, no. Okay. I might do that though, because uh, I believe it's all on HBO Max. Yeah, so. it is. I tried it on there. I just... I don't get it. Like, I know it says specific kind of humor but it just doesn't click with me mm-hmm. especially since i hate jake the dog i can't stand jake finn the human. i mean finn is cool i like finn but jake is just very obnoxious and i don't yeah. like him i know he's supposed to be a kind of obnoxious but i just can't get into jake mm-hmm. so um what's a show on that your list that you want to expand on um so i'll talk about first the show that was mentioned first which is i may destroy you um which is a show about a woman who was sexually assaulted in the first episode and it kind of explores her and her friends lives uh, throughout the 12 episodes so it is a british show it's by michaela cole and 
I watched her other show, Chewing Gum, which was more of like a comedy, very weird um, kind of show. And this one was definitely way more serious. Is that the tone. same actress in both shows? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It's a, a, way, a way more serious song. So she created and starred in both of the shows. I believe I've made a story was based off of her own sexual assault. Um, but I think the way she tells the story and the way she kind of explores the topic in multiple different ways. So like it happens to her and happens to like another friend, but it's not in the same way. It's kind of like uh-huh. deception versus like, you know, drugging versus like all these things. And they're in like someone making a false accusation and how race plays into that and things like that. Um, so it's not like a light show to watch. It definitely could be triggering. So it's not a, it's not, it has no comedic elements like the first chewing gum day. Well, it has comedic elements and I think that's what makes it easier to watch is not like, Mm -hmm. you know, you're like, oh God. It's a jury topic so you can't have a jury delivery as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think the fact that she does, you know, introduce some comedic, um, tones to it helps the show out a lot. And then, even the exploration of how she uses social media to kind of cope and, yeah. you know, be in denial in some ways. It's just so interesting. It's so good. Um, so I would definitely recommend it to anyone. I do, like, again, it's triggering. So I could see why people wouldn't want to watch it, mm-hmm. obviously, because, you know, that's not always a topic that you want to really be delving into at all. Sometimes you want something a little bit lighter. But if, if it's is a topic that anyone's up for handling, I would definitely recommend the show because it's well written, well acted, and like the way they address the topic. And again, I think like just the fact that they go through multiple iterations and how things aren't always black and white, as opposed to like you know this one guy in the alley or something who's like a stranger that you don't know kind of concept that people normally think of. Yeah, makes I don't it want to say statistics, but they say it's usually someone that the person knows. So. Yeah, yeah, that's. It's a good. I think it's a good perspective to see. Like, even though it's a dark show and it's not something that, you, like you said, it may trigger a lot of people. I think it's good for other people to see that perspective because you know a lot of people aren't very empathetic to victims. So mm-hmm. it's good to like actually humanize them, not just see them as this person is the victim and you cast this whole image that you had, like these preconceived notions that you have about on them. Mm-hmm. Like they're actually people. So I think it's good to actually get that perspective in the show. Yeah, and it also shows like sometimes victims can be perpetrators in ways that they don't you know necessarily think of themselves yeah. being a perpetrator or something and i don't know it's just it's very good it's well acted well written um and again i i'm always here for shows by black women yeah what has um, the reception to that show been like i think it's been fairly good like i from the few podcasts i've listened to when they've talked about it it's been you know all positive um responses to it so, I don't I mean obviously not gonna have a second season. It's like a mini series, but I think it'll get all the award, you know, recognition yeah. and stuff. Okay. Yeah. I gotta so. check that out. Then that sounds like a show that I would. I don't want to say enjoy because it's not. It doesn't seem like a show that you enjoy, but a show that you appreciate and you try mm. to take the most out of it. Like I don't think every show has to be like an entertaining experience. I agree. It's like uh, it's, it's unrelated, but it was like there was this conversation of, like, does every video game have to be fun? Mm-hmm. And it's like, not really. Like, a game like The Last of Us 2 is not fun. So I think every show that you watch doesn't have to make you, like, feel good and, like, haha, this is funny. Or, whoa, yeah. this is really entertaining. It's like, there's space, there's space for shows for that are 
tackling tough topics that may not like you may not exactly enjoy watching it in a moment, but you get a lot out of it after you're done with it. That's like um, when they see us that came out last year. Like that's um, yeah, that's clearly really not cool. an easy topic to talk about, but it was very important. Yeah, to have a show about and. I think I do the same. Well, I think about the same way as with books for myself. It's like sometimes I want to read, you know, the cheesy book that I can get through in a day. And sometimes I want to read, um, I don't know, Bad Feminist or something like that's a little bit more serious where it's not as much fun, but it's important and I'm getting a lot from it just by reading it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I agree. I I think there's definitely spaces for shows like that so that actually i'll go into the next show which i think is a show that is like a combination of both entertaining and a tough watch which is bojack horseman <laughs> and that 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 shows like that shows like of to me like it's one of my favorite shows ever after watching it i think i watched it two times in like a month and that's in large part because like it has that thing where it's like why do y'all keep doing the same thing over and over and over again <laughs> and it's because this show is supposed to show like people who have like very specific mental conditions like depression or um, anger issues and stuff like that, alcoholism. And I think that the show, what I like about it is that what may happen, in, like something may happen like as a comedic joke in season one and it comes back in season six as a serious thing. Like, oh, that you can't just do bad things and expect it to go away like it's a sitcom. And I think that's part of the reason why bojack horseman is based on a tv show bojack horseman is because in his tv show it's like horsing around yeah in the tv show horsing around he was um in a sitcom and every day things were reset like it goes back to normal the next day no matter what you do mm-hmm. but in his real life it's like consequences happen and i really appreciate that show because you don't really see a lot of shows about consequences and how things that you do in the past may affect you in the future and it's just it's just this text is a lot of stuff that's relevant to life right now, and I really appreciate that about the show. Yeah, I think I mean I watched both Jack Horseman before quarantine. I was watching it as it was coming out. Um, I think I started maybe when there was three or four or four or five seasons out. What did it go to season? Season six, I think. Yeah, so I think I caught it around when there were four seasons out, and then I had to watch it live when season um, five and six came out. But I agree, and I think one thing about Bojack Horseman that was really good is that it it's like I feel like in a lot of shows especially for like men characters but well, any character they are like terrible people and they do one good thing yeah and exactly. then that's it they're absolved of you know any wrongdoing or whatever versus Bojack Horseman it's like yes he does start to become a better person but you still have to reckon with your past you can't yeah, just exactly you know, say, well, I, I've, you know, done so-and-so. I don't want to spoil the show because it's still relatively new. But I've done so-and-so, um, so now I'm absolved of everything I've ever done in the past. It's like, no, you still have to reckon with the fact that you did these things and they were horrible things and they had long-term effects on other people. Um, that was not just yourself. But at the same time, it does have the humorous aspects and stuff like that. So it's not, you know... And then I think also, if you take the story of BoJack Horseman that they're telling and you apply it to a live action show, it might be too depressing. Yeah, I think that's a big reason why. Yeah, I agree with that. But having a show where, you know, you have horses and 
cats and birds and humans and dogs and all these other characters or all these other animals as main characters, um, it makes it a bit easier to tackle these very tough subjects without it being too sad. So I think that's another reason why Bojack, Bojack, Bojack Horseman um, works so well as yeah. a Yeah, Yeah, no, I agree with you. It's like you said that a lot of shows with men and just just a lot of protagonists, specifically male protagonists, are able to do bad things. Like you, it's kind of glorified in a way. It's like you have shows like Bad Men and House and um, even Entourage, shows like that where like these guys just do like the most sociopathic things, and they kind of become heroes in the end because they had like their awakening moment, and it's like. That doesn't like it's, unfortunately it does happen in real life sometimes, but unfortunately, like, un- unfortunately, it happens it, when it does happen. It's unfortunate because people aren't often like held accountable for their actions. And I think what Bojack did a great job of is that it shows that he will actually be held accountable for his actions throughout the show. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something we don't see often. And it's like you said, it's a pretty dark show, but it's like dark but it's like spoon fed to you with these pretty colors and funny characters and stuff like that but when you get down to it it's just some really real dark things that go on not just in hollywood but in people's everyday lives like i could point out numerous times where bojack just did like terrible things like what's one i don't i don't want to spoil the show too i mean it's bojack Horseman. it's kind of old now but i'm not gonna spoil too much so i'll go back to our early season like the first I think it was episode two or three where Todd was trying to start his own um, his own musical mm-hmm. and Bojack ruined it because he didn't want to lose Todd as a friend or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's a funny scenario in most TV shows. It's like, oh, he tries to ruin his musical so he doesn't ruin him as a friend. But then Todd held that against him for like six seasons. It's like, you can't ruin someone's dream and expect them not to feel a way about it. Yeah. And stuff like that happens in BoJack where it's like these funny sitcom-ish scenarios have real life consequences. And I think that's what makes it a unique show. Mm-hmm. So on the next show, what would you say is yours? Um, so I'm going to go back to one of the first shows that I watched when everything all shut down, which was Star Wars Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I had heard about this show for or a while ago, and I just had never watched it because one, the animation style looked kind of uh, like not that great to me, and then two, um, I I like Star Wars, but I wasn't like you know the hugest Star Wars fan or anything like that. So I was kind of like, eh, it's probably not that good. But then we had time and we had Disney Plus. So I was like, why not? And I started watching it and I really, really got into it. Like it was really good. Um, And then I watched it at the perfect time because right around when I finished the season or the seasons that were available was right when the final season came out, which was like the first few episodes were just kind of random episodes. And then the last few was like almost a companion piece to Revenge of the Sith. And they were just so good. Like the animation improved. The characters are interesting because you've been you know, growing with the characters, you have Obi-Wan Kenobi is more fleshed out. Anakin's more fleshed out than he is in um, the any of the prequels. Um, and then you have Ashoka, who is the uh, Anakin's Padawan. And she's not a character that's in the movies, but she's 
one of the protagonists in the TV show and they do such a great job of making you actually care about her character and then in your head you're always kind of like oh where is she in in the films because you know you don't see her obviously because she's a character that's built for the cartoon which came out after the films were released um but I think overall like I think that it was genuinely a really good cartoon you know what I mean like and it wasn't just for for kids and obviously it is for kids so um but I think you can get a lot of a lot out of it as an adult as well okay I've seen like a couple episodes of Clone Wars I'm early in so I haven't gotten to that point of a show where you start to like get fully invested in the world. Mm-hmm. So I'm like two or three episodes in, so I'm not at that point where you're like absorbed. One thing I would say is to Google the um, chronological order of Clone Wars because mm-hmm. it's released non chronologically, which is weird. So I Googled how to watch it chronologically, and I think that helps a lot because I think when you go, it helps you get to know the characters, yeah. you know, better as opposed to jumping around in the world. Okay. Um, so I would definitely recommend watching it that way when you do watch it. But I would recommend watching it because, like I said, it, especially as the, the further it goes, you know, the animation gets better. The characters get more interesting. You have, like, this whole um, episode arc where you see how the light and the dark force work. And you see Anakin seeing himself becoming Darth Vader and how he can see himself going down the dark path or whatever he doesn't want to but in order for the balance to be balanced he can't know this stuff oh, so i think okay. sequences like that is what makes it so so good yeah okay i gotta check that out still like you said i watch it in um chronological order because i don't know why i mean I, I want, i'm sure there was an artistic decision on why it was released out of order but i think uh george lucas wanted it released out of order oh if george lucas wanted it then it's not really <laughs> that much of artistic decision or if it is it's not necessarily the best artistic decision so yeah that has no bearing on how i'm gonna watch it now so last show i mentioned was the politician of all the shows that i mentioned the politician is definitely the least profound it's it's a good decent show like i'm not saying it's bad or anything like that it's a fun watch like you it's a, it's a it's an easy show to like like i mean the characters are okay the story is okay it's just, it's just easy TV. Like nothing really much about it is really special or anything or unique. I think that it's a um good show to like binge. It's two seasons. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna talk about this other show after I'm done with the politician. Um, so it's two seasons. Um, season one is a little bit rough. I think personally, I think season two is where the show starts to pick up because it gives more um initiative to the side characters, which are the best part, and it takes away one. Uh, the story focused on one of the characters, um, girl who had cancer. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't a big fan of her as a character. She was a bit too quirky for me. And I think that um, in season two, it kind of veers away from her story because her story was a big plot point of season one, despite her character not really having much impact on the overall story. So it kind of felt just like a side story that was there for no reason. But I think it's a good show. I mean, you watched a couple of episodes. How do you feel about it? Um, okay, so I, I didn't hate it. I th- I think I was like you. I thought it was okay. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't compelled enough to want to keep watching. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those shows. So my friend told me about it and she was like, yeah, you know, it's really good. Or she said it was really good. She said it was good and that it was fun to, and to watch it. So I was like, okay, if you watch, you know, a couple episodes of it, uh, another show, I'll watch that. 
and I watched it and I tried and I was once it got to like that whole twin brother plot line I'm like okay these are like yeah they're stupid. such bad actors and it's such a dumb plot line and I'm like I can't do this I'm giving up on the show for now I'll probably end up going back to it when I run out of TV yeah. no, um, rush. definitely no rush but yeah I mean it's very Ryan Murphy-esque oh he's a, oh yeah it is Ryan Murphy right yeah, yeah. it's the same like uh, like Hollywood where it's yeah. like the, the acting's not good Okay, and then the mo- the least believable part to me is that these people are supposed to be in high school. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, the main character looks at least 30, and they're supposed to be in high school. No, this so, is very unbelievable. I said that the just, first episode I watched, I thought they was in college. I'm like, no way, they're still in high school. Yeah, and then they just don't act like high schoolers. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and I know, like, his shows are, you know, quirky, and the characters are quirky or whatever, but I'm like, nothing about this is believable yeah. as high school at all. Now that you said so, that he did it, it makes a lot of sense now. What? That Ryan Murphy made the show. Oh, yeah. It's very um, over the top. Mm-hmm. So, I personally wasn't the biggest fan. Like, I didn't hate it. Um, but it just, nothing about it, when I went back to Netflix, was like, let me play. I think I went to Netflix, and then I was like, let me check Hulu first and see yeah. if there's anything on here before I start this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think we're, like, on the same page with that show. Like, I think season two you're going to like more, but it's definitely not a show. I'll be like, oh, yeah, definitely watch this. It's a great show. It's a, It's a fun show to watch if you're kind of on a on a dry moment for your binge like if you need something to watch it's Mm -hmm. compelling enough so what's your next show so my next show is a show called normal people which is about a couple or it's about um these two people and it follows them from high school through college it takes place in ireland um and a it starts off with them in high school and it's classic, you know, oh, she's nerdy and he's a jock and they want to be together, but he doesn't want to be in public with her because she's weird and doesn't have any friends. Um, and then they move on to college and it kind of reverses where, I mean, she wants to, they want to be with each other. The whole point is like throughout the show, they want to be with each other and it's nev- nothing really keeping them apart except for themselves and they all they both go through like these issues and stuff or these problems that they internally need to work on to get to a point where they can be together like he deals with some internal issues where he's like very quiet and you know he doesn't really express his feelings and stuff and then she has a household that's where she's not treated kindly so then she has like low self-worth and all of these other things going on and like the men she picks um that are not him don't treat her well even he doesn't treat her well really um and as they get older he learns to treat her well but I think that when I first saw the preview for the show I was like this looks so boring um it's very like beige like just it did not look very good and then I one day I was you know bored so I watched episodes and I think what makes the show so good is the performance by the two leads. Uh-huh. Like, it's just very realistic and um, it's just like very dramatic. And I think that that's kind of really what makes the show so good is just, it's really truly the performances and how they play off of each other and how they make you believe in these characters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. It's another show that I would recommend um, for people to watch because, again, I thought it wouldn't be 
my cup of tea because it was just, like I said, very, it looked very boring, honestly. Um, but when I checked it out, I was like, oh no, no, this is good. This is interesting. And these characters make you feel for them just because of, like I said, the things that they're going through in life and seeing them grow. Because like I said, you go from them being in high school or I think it's college in England. They go from college to university or something like that. But you go from that to like university and beyond and seeing all their issues and how they learn to solve them and, you know, the lack of communication and things that are just like very true to life um, that causes breakdowns between like people and relationships and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've never seen the show or even like Google what it's about, but I think that it's um, a show I definitely want to check out. Like you said, it sounds like it's a really good show but it seems like it's a show that might is it a show that takes a while to get into um kind of i would say like by episode two well no I was, by episode two or three i was pretty much like yeah i'm gonna finish this you okay. know what i mean um i think the third episode is where like the last episode where they're in high school before they go off to university and i think that that's yeah where i was really sold i think it is a quieter show though so you know what like if, if you're expecting, you know, big, loud, a lot mm-hmm. of stuff going on, it's not really that. It's really, like, introspective into the characters and truly about the characters. So it depends on your mood if you want something a little bit bigger or louder or anything like that, or brighter okay. even. I wouldn't watch it then. But if you're fine with something a little bit more subdued, yeah, then that's the kind of show you would, you would okay. watch. Yeah, I definitely want to check that one out. Sounds like it's a show that would be somewhat up my alley. So for my last show, I'm going to mention On My Block because that's a show that I, <laughs> I literally watched it in like a week, all you the seasons. seasons. Yeah, is it three? I think it's three seasons, two or three. I can't remember off See? my head. And that's a show that is like a really good, really bad show at the same time. They can't act because the acting is terrible. Oh, like so bad. Specifically, the girl. I don't know her name off the top of my head. Monse. Monse. Yeah, yeah. Monse. Her acting is terrible, and her crying <laughs> faces are. They're almost so bad. They're like it's impressive how bad it is but everything like the the story and the characters in the world are pretty entertaining and it's like i should not be enjoying this like the the snob in you is like this is so bad but the the person that just wants to enjoy something that's lighthearted and pretty easy to absorb is just like this is a really decent show mm-hmm. like i'm just thinking about some of the like even how they're written like monse is I don't think she's a good well written character. Like she's a cliche good girl falls for gangster and will go through heaven and hell to make sure that she's able to stay with him. So yeah, I think that um there was like the scene where Monse and Caesar ran away together. It's like that's terrible. Why is she giving up willing to give up her life to quote unquote run away with this boy and it's just a lot of stuff in that show that is you see, you know, I think what makes it a little bit more believable in that show, though, I've only watched one and a half seasons. I didn't finish yeah. it. I'm very bad with TV shows. I start and then I don't finish if I'm not that interested. Um, but at least I feel like they were supposed to be childhood friends, right? Yeah. So that makes were. it a little bit more believable that she would, like, run away with him as opposed to these no, other shows where it's like, you met him yesterday and now you ride or die. I'm, still like, si- I'm, I'm sick of the narrative of, you know, black women with a lot of... Um, Potential. potential falling for thug with 
not much potential and mm -hmm. giving up everything. She was about to go to like this really good school, and she's like, "No, I'm gonna drop all that for you." And it's like that writer. I'm sick of that narrative. Yeah, like let's stop with the writer die mentality. It's not good. It's not healthy for anyone and for either party, specifically for the woman involved. So I just mm -hmm. kind of, I'm just kind of sick of that narrative. And um, yeah, but other than that, like it's like I said, it's a show that has a lot of problems, but it's a really easy watch. Like once you start watching, like on episode one. Once you start watching it, to me, it's easy to just like go to episode two, then episode three, episode four, blah, 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 blah. It's not a show that has like a high barrier of entry. Mm -hmm. So I think that's like, it was that experience of what, like it's not one of my favorite shows that I watched during quarantine, but that experience was one of my favorite experiences during quarantine. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so my final show is a show I actually binge watched last week. Um, it's a show on Netflix called Atypical. And it's about a... Oh, wait. Is that the autistic one? Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. That's one of my favorite shows. You this... watched it? Yeah. Isn't it mad I watched all the seasons. Yeah, I, I forgot about like, Atypical. I just watched it and oh, I, I couldn't stop watching it. Like Everything about it is good. Watching him go from just talking about, you know, I want to get a date to going to college and succeeding. I don't know. It just made me so happy. You know what I mean? Just like yeah. watching his growth. And even when he had hard moments, just, like, overcoming it. And then seeing how, like, his sister treated him so nice. And, you know, like, she's in a difficult situation um, because she knows that she's the younger sister, but she has yeah. to watch out for her older brother. And she was even, like, her going away to school. Um, she was nervous about that because she was like, I'm not going to be there for him anymore. And but even her getting a fully fleshed out story, the parents getting a fully fleshed out story. Yeah, I think that well, I was about to mention that. I think that um, that's a show that does the perfect like A story, B story, because story. it's A story, B story, C story. Because no story, like every story is intertwined, but no story ever like other than the um, main character whose his story is like always usually the A story. Mm -hmm. Like you have the 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 situation with the parents, which is a B story that plays into the A story. But it doesn't overtake the A story. Then you have the C story with the sister that has an impact on the B and the A story, but it doesn't overtake them. And then what happens in the A story impacts the C. It's just like perfectly written, in my opinion. Yeah, and I just think that I, it's just it's it's well written. I think the lead actor does a really good job. And the one thing I really do appreciate because I was googling when I was watching, I was like, oh, is the lead actor actually autistic? Yeah. And he's not. But what they did is they brought in actual autistic actor yeah in the second research. season yeah um so like the i think the group he was a part of like yeah, they were actual autistic, actual autistic people. people um and i think that just giving them that spotlight to you know be a part of the show when you're making it about them um is something that i appreciate it and then the fact that that carried on into season three as well yeah um Again, like the storylines carrying on and then everyone having different struggles, even his best friend, Zahid, having his own struggles. And then I think one thing that's really, again, is the way that everyone around him, they just treat him like a person and they know his quirks and they know yeah. what upsets him. So Zahid, like they had an episode where um, he was going over to a sleepover for the first time at Zahid's house and they Zahid's parents knew what his favorite food was Zahid tried to make sure that everything in his home was comfortable enough for yeah. him to be um 
to spend the night comfortably. It didn't work out, but he tried his he tried best, best to make yeah, it so that sure it was comfortable he could, yeah, sleep away from home for the first time and be comfortable. And then again, like I said, just his growth from season one to season three with him starting in high school and, um, you know, just kind of being scared of a lot of things, just being able to even go to college and then figuring out what he wants to pursue as a career. I don't know. I think the show just gives you like a warm feeling inside. Yeah, it's a really good show. That was one of my favorite shows that I watched during quarantine. I've, I forgot about it. And now I'm remembering another show that I watch. Um, but yeah, Atypical, I think that show in general is just really, really good. I love the parents. They're all both, like they both, it's like, you know, a show is good when one person does something bad, but you can understand it. Mm. And it's not like there's no villains and no heroes. It's just like, great morally great characters and you're trying to figure out like how they're gonna figure the situation out for the best of both parties because i don't want like you don't want either side to end up like in a bad place after you want them to Mm -hmm. figure it out and i think that's what makes a really good show because despite all that they still have to focus on their son who has autism and that plays into it a lot of the times Mm -hmm. so yeah i think that's that's up there one of my favorites i'll put that after bojack as my second favorite show of quarantine yeah. No. Okay. Yeah, I think that um, in quarantine, I've gotten a lot a chance to explore a lot of new shows, like the shows that I've mentioned, and then revisit a lot of old shows as well, um, such as New Girl and RuPaul's Drag Race and stuff. And it's definitely been something that's you know comforting in times like now when you kind of. Now it's, you can go out a little bit more and, you know, be out in the sun and stuff. But at first when you couldn't, it was just something that it was, you know, easy to to gravitate towards, like, comforting shows and stuff. Um, so I hope that with this episode, with some of these recommendations, you find something new to watch and you enjoy it. Do you have anything else? Um, No, I mean, we give you a variety of shows if anyone wants to delve into any of them. Um, like Bonji said, during quarantine, it's sometimes like it could get stressful and, you know, things might feel a little bit overwhelming. So it's sometimes good to go into worlds that are a little bit less taxing than the one that we live in right now. So mm-hmm. I think that it's important to have something that could be escapism. Escapism is very important a lot of the times. Yeah, I agree. So thank you for listening to this episode. You can follow us on Instagram at That Brooklyn Film Show. And if you like the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review if you can. And thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye.